Hey, hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast. I've got an awesome interview lined up for you today. His name is Kirby Atwell, and I cannot wait to introduce him to you. Stand by. Hey, Freedom Fighters, welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast, the only place where military members, veterans, and their families learn how to build wealth through real estate investing. I'm your host, Mike Foster, and I'm here to show you how to stop wasting your benefits. Now get off your ass, step up to the firing line, and make ready for today's lesson. Shooter, stand by. Hey, hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast. I have an awesome guest today. Really, really in for a treat today, guys. His name is Kirby Atwell. He is a real estate investor. He's CEO of Green Vet Homes. He's a former air defense captain. He's been in the Army six years. He's a West Point grad, but we'll forgive him for that, right? And, uh, <laughs> and he's done a well over 100 properties with experience in flips, wholesale, and buy and hold. Kirby, how's it going? Hey, Mike. Super pumped to be here. Thanks, man. Oh, really, really pumped to have you. Uh, fun fact, uh, our, um, one of our uh, team members, Eric, he met Kirby at a real estate investing conference uh, not too long ago. It was uh, Rod Khalif's investor conference. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Multifamily um, three-day conference in Chicago. And we just uh, randomly linked up and had this shared you know, military background. And um, it, was, it was awesome. We're doing a lot of the same thing. I'm telling you, man, Eric meets all these awesome people at these events. I cannot wait to get to get to one of them because, geez, man, it just <laughs> seems to be like so eye-opening and enlightening. He shares some awesome stuff. And then, right, and like yeah. I said, he meets amazing people. So it just seems like a great yeah. network. Yeah, yeah. He's a great guy. Um, and we just got a ton of value at the conference. So it was, it was great. Man. All right, all right. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, so let's start with your military career. Well, you're in, you're an air defense captain, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So I graduated high school in 2000 and went to uh, West Point prep school for a year. Um, and then uh, after that, went to West Point for four years and uh, was commissioned as an air defense officer and went down to El Paso, Texas, where um, they do the officer basic course, and I spent a couple of years there, stationed down there, um, and then I went to Hawaii and was a general's aide for a couple of years. Um, I was oh, wow. the uh, aide to the CG, who was in charge of the uh, all the air defense in the Pacific, so got a chance to travel throughout the Pacific quite a bit, and then I was stationed, I, I commanded a small base uh, in northern Japan. Um, it was a radar site where we uh, monitored North Korea for, for missile activity. And that was where I uh, finished up. I did two years there and finished up there. Oh, wow. Nice. That is, that's yeah. incredible. I, uh, I spent a little bit of time out West myself. I was stationed in Japan for uh, a couple of years, uh, just after wow. I graduated yeah, the Academy, but, um, but that was cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome spot. I love the Pacific. Um, Sweet. So, uh, so tell us when did you get started in real estate investing? Yeah. So when I was, um, 
at Officer Basic course, uh, you know, I graduated in 2005 from West Point, went down to Officer Basic course in, uh, in um, El Paso, and that was like the height of the whole craze during like the whole bubble and everything. I mean, you know, Flip This House was like, you know, the most popular show on TV and <laughs> everybody was, yep. was doing real estate. Like you could get a loan at the local um, gas station, you know, like they were just giving them away. So, um, so, you know, I, I picked up uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad around that time and I saw what was going on with, you know, uh, real estate. Luckily, I was in a market that was like super stable um, and in El Paso, like it pretty much never goes up or down. Um, and so that's where I got started. I, I read Rich Dad Poor Dad and I went out and bought a couple um, rental properties right there um, where I was stationed. And um, I held on to those. I just sold them here this past year. But um, but yeah, that's that, that was, uh, you know, I, I got hooked right then. I knew when I got out, I was going to get into real estate pretty much full time. And it's what I wanted to do. Wow. Okay. So yes, you definitely got in at a good time and rich dad, poor dad seems to be the common spark. I think from what yeah. I heard on a lot of people. Yeah. And it was it's actually the same for me too. So it's kind of wise. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah um, I remember hearing that on one of your other uh, episodes. That's how you got started. So Very yeah. Cool. Definitely, definitely a great book. Uh, definitely recommend it, guys. If you're listening out there, um, all will be in the show notes for sure, uh, or a link on how you can get access to that book. But, um, but wow, yeah. So, so flipping. Uh, so, I think, and I think this is safe to say, right? Um, you have been very, very successful with it, and having, you know, um, read Rich Dad Poor Dad, and I'm sure other places that you've acquired knowledge you've been successful at it because you, you did it right. Right. I mean, I'm sure there's an, an, there's something you can probably share with having that experience from, you know, stuff you've learned or educating yourself right prior to getting started just to make sure that you, you did it right. And obviously there's some stuff you had to learn along the way. Right. But. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, looking back, you know, like at at this point, you know, it, it seems like, Oh, you know, there's, just a ton of success, but there was a lot of pain along the way too. So I'll kind of, I'll talk to you the, the, um, how it, I guess, real estate played out for me. So I I bought a couple properties in 2006, the market turned quickly after that. Luckily my property stayed pretty much the same value. They were pretty much breaking even not much cash flow. Um, but you know, it was just something I was buying just to as my first properties, you know, they're hundred thousand dollar rental properties that I was just going to hold on to long term. Um, and after that, I went to Hawaii, um, in 2007, after the, the market was starting to really drop and I put in a lot of offers there. Um, and eventually in 2009, I got a condo under contract. that was a foreclosure that the bank was just like, you know, they didn't even counter my offer. Um, they, at the time they were, banks were just freaking out and, um, they sold it way below, um, you know, the, the value of the condo oh, wow. at the time. Um, so I got really lucky right before I went to Japan, I got that and I, I held on to, it. I just sold that one last year as well. Um, and then spent two years in Japan, didn't buy there. But then when I got out in 2011, I jumped in full time. Like, you know, I got out, like I was scheduling appointments with a realtor from Japan, like as I was getting out of the, the army. So I, I knew, nice. yeah, I knew I was going to, going to do it full time. And, you know, for a lot of people who are listening that are in the military, like 
I don't recommend that. You know, I had visions of, of start jumping into it and starting to do flips right away. And I was going to start making a bunch of money and it's painful like to go from a paycheck on the first and 15th of every month to no income coming in. And even when you get flips, especially in the beginning, they always take longer than you think and they, they cost more than you think. And so you get something that you're projecting this 30 or $40,000 profit on. And then five, six months down the road, when it's sold, you've accumulated all these costs and all these expenses. And that 30 to $40,000 is like just enough to pay off all your costs, you know, your operating expenses and your personal expenses over the last few months. And that's if everything goes right. So, oh, man. so yeah. So, I mean, it took me six months or so to get my first flip going after I got out in 2011. Um, and luckily it went, that one went well. And then I started doing multiple flips at the same time. Um, but it was, you know, I had friends getting out and they were working with headhunters to get them these jobs where they, you know, start off making $80,000 a year. And I moved back home into my parents' basement and was just like scraping pennies together to get some deals going and doing it full time. And I was also working on my MBA at the time. Um, oh, wow. But it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was painful. I mean, I, I, so I always recommend to people, you know, get, get something full time and then do this on the side until you can turn it into a, a full time job. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. So well, yeah. that, how long do you think it took for you to finally find your feet in the, in the business? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good question. So, so I partnered with two partners from uh, high school that, that were friends of mine. Um, and we started my first company, I candy homes. Uh, and that first year we did like, I think it was three or four uh, flips um, by the end of the year. So it wasn't a lot. Um, and the first one, like I said, didn't come for, you know, six or seven months into it. Um, so they were mostly towards the end of the year. Um, but, and then we flipped over the next, uh, from 2011 to 2016, we flipped about 75 houses around the suburbs of Chicago. Oh, wow. um, and yeah, it grew kind of organically. Um, and we got to a point where we were doing about 20 projects at a time in different phases from, you know, acquisition to rehab to sale. Um, nice. Yeah, but it, you know, the, the thing that I noticed was that we were kind of on this treadmill where we were, our, um, you know, our expenses kept growing with the income. So, you know, we do more deals and you'd make more money, but to support those more deals, you had to be doing more marketing. You had to hire more people. So we had a staff of 13 people. We had an office that we were paying, you know, monthly, um, uh, rent on. And then we had all these, you know, we were sending out tons of letters. Um, so we had all these marketing expenses. So it, you know, our, our expenses inflated a lot. And so I started looking at it and I'm like, man, I got to make like 20 to $30,000 before I make a dollar for myself. Like I got to do that just to pay everybody else and pay all my expenses before I can make a penny for myself. And so the owners never really got ahead. It was just this treadmill that we kept building. And on the outside, everyone's like, man, you're so successful. You're doing so many deals. But I've never seen a flipping company that like really grows to scale and is sustained over a long period of time. Typically, it turns into some other type of company, whether it's education or buy and hold or something like that. 
Um, it was a great experience. I learned a lot, but um, ultimately I saw the writing on the wall. And so my partners bought me out of that company. Um, they wanted to continue on with flips, which is great. You know, it was very amicable. Um, but I decided to get into buy and hold. And uh, I found a model that I could support um, homeless veterans by buying properties, rehabbing them, and then putting homeless veterans in there who got a voucher from the VA through this BASH program. Um, and it was a great model. It was something I you know, was pretty passionate about. And um, the cash flow was great. You know, the voucher in specific areas, if you do it in the right areas and you buy the right houses, can provide uh, a decent amount of cash flow so um, you can continue to do it. Um, and, uh, and so I started wow. doing that in 2016 and uh, started accumulating rental properties. That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh my goodness. So, so yeah, so, so you're now, you went from flipping homes and to experiencing the whole buy and hold. And, um, that, that, that touches a point home for me cause I absolutely love buy and hold, but not only yeah. were you able to, to make that jump, but you found a niche where you could, you know, help homeless vets at the same time. That's been great. Can you can you tell us how that process works? How the the veteran housing process works? Yeah, yeah. So in Chicago, pretty much in any city, that this is a nationwide program. It's called HUD Bash. So HUD partnered with the VA and they created this program. And the the intent is to get homeless vets off the street. Um, and so, you know, the qualification for it basically is that you have to be homeless. So either living on a friend's couch, living in a car, you know, on the street, whatever. Um, and so if you're a veteran and, and you're homeless, you can apply for it. And then they, they screen you. So you can't be, I, I don't know all the requirements, but, you know, you can't be a felon or there's there's some other requirements, but it's, it's not like they're, you know, they're pretty much on paper. None of these tenants are going to have great credit scores or, you right. know, meet your standard um, right, right. tenant qualifications. So you're taking on a little bit extra risk, Okay. but in a lot of areas, the, um, the payment actually is higher than you could get through market rent because you're taking on that risk. So they're, you oh, know, they're wow. trying to incentivize landlords to work within this program. And so I decided to kind of build my business around the program. I knew what the payment standards were and I, I picked areas where I could get houses um, in the South suburbs of Chicago. I was buying them um, and still am. It's just getting a little more challenging these days uh, for between, you know, 40 to $50,000. And then um, I'd put in another 20,000. So these are, you know, brick, uh, typically um, single family houses built in the seventies, thousand square foot, three bedroom, one bath, like cookie cutter type houses on a slab, you know, no basement. Um, and that's like the ideal property. Um, it's a great rental property. We could put 20,000 into it, make it look brand new. You know, the mechanicals are all great because it's not like a hundred year old property. Um, and so started accumulating these. Um, and, uh, and so the, the, rent payment on those can be anywhere from 14 to 1700 bucks a month. Um, so, you know, it's great cash flow. Um, and then yeah. if you use that, Jeez. that burst strategy, um, where you refinance, uh, a lot of times you can pull, you know, you, you have say I, I had $70,000 into a property. A lot of times they'll, they'll appraise for a hundred to 110 once they're rehabbed. And so you can pull that extra equity out or at least some of it out, um, and keep, 
keep going. So it's a, it's a, a pretty good model. Um, but you know, I would just check with your local, um, it, you know, the one in Chicago is out of the Heinz VA uh, clinic. And so most of the, the uh, programs are administered out of the, the local VA hospital in that city. Wow. Okay. So I was trying to follow some of your numbers. I just want to, I want to see if I've, I've gotten this right. Cause I want to highlight yeah. the, the barrier of entry if, if that makes any sense. But sure. so you said you'd buy homes for about 40 to 50,000 and would put, uh, put about like 20,000 of rehab into them. So maybe total you'll spend about $70,000 on, on yep. a home. And then exactly. you were making anywhere from 1400 to 1700 in rent each month. Yeah, exactly. And it, I do want to caveat, I'm in the south suburbs of Chicago where the taxes are ridiculous. They're really high. So oh, on a house okay. like that, I got to work to find the ones with lower taxes and lower taxes are $4,500 a year um, right. on a, on a $40,000 house. So it's oh, wow. really high yeah, taxes. That is high. Um, but even with that, you know, so say that's a $400 payment a month, you know, if you add that to your your principal and interest on your your loan you're still clearing you know after all my expenses my my intent is always to try to clear four to five hundred dollars on each property and in cash flow nice that's awesome so even with four hundred dollars you know you're still making about a seven percent return roughly that's pretty good and that's and that's like net right because that's you're just that's just average what you're looking for. That's, that's, that's pretty good for, for an awesome program where you're helping, you know, veterans at the same time, but you're also trying to, you know, be profitable enough to continue it. That's, that's inspiring, man. That's great. Uh, definitely something you guys should look at, look into if, um, if you're thinking about it, I've heard a couple people mention, you know, veteran housing programs to me before, but I've never actually heard the the nitty gritty of it. So that's actually really cool. Yeah. And there's different ones out there, but this one seems to work uh, really well and it's a national program. So, um, right. So yeah, it's, uh, if you learn the details, it, it works like it's with any other government program There's paperwork that goes into it. So you got to learn right. that side of it. Um, it's tough to just dabble in it, but if you, if you're willing to put in the time to learn it, it can be, uh, you can help a lot of people and it can be profitable at the same time. Oh, wow. Okay. So can I ask what, what's been your biggest uh, struggle, I guess, in, in the whole veteran housing thing is, has it been, you know, like a one or two bad tenants or has it just been that paperwork, right. That you were talking about the process of going through and getting qualified, like just in general, like what, what has been your biggest hurdle? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I was fortunate to get into it, you know, and, the last couple of years when as housing prices are going up. So, um, and I've been really selective, like I knew how to source properties under market value. So I was buying properties and rehabbing them. So I'm building in equity in each one. So, it's, nice. you know, from a numbers wise, it's worked out really well. I'd say the biggest challenge um, is that, you know, you're, you're working with, with people who have a lot of problems, you know, I've, mm-hmm. you know, if you're homeless, Right. Um, you know, a, a small situation is a big problem for you because you just don't have a cushion to fall back on. So, um, so in that situation, you know, I, I manage them all myself and I work full time also, um, at oh, wow. the okay. uh, 
And so I, you know, I, it's, I'll get calls sometimes um, with just, you know, with tenants having issues that we got to sort through. And, and luckily the VA provides a caseworker with each voucher um, to the, okay. to the veteran. So it, it helps them work through whatever caused the, uh, the homelessness in the first place. And the intent is that over time they, they work off of the voucher, they get, get, uh, start getting some income and, and work themselves off the voucher. But, uh, but yeah, so it's just, just working through issues that pop up, um, that, you know, to you and I probably wouldn't be that big of an issue, but, um, they can, you know, be, uh, pretty substantial to somebody who doesn't have a lot to fall back on. Wow. Yeah, no, I definitely, I hear that. And, and so it seems, you know, the experience that you've built over time and, you know, the education that you've, you know, you've had as well have really benefited you, you know, in this career. I mean, even dealing with minor setbacks, you know, for sure. Um, you know, just like you said, you, you had that experience where you were able to kind of you know, ma- maintain it, keep it up. But that's great! Wow, and, and you manage them your, yourself. I was going to ask that, you know, if if you had property managers for uh, for these properties, but that's that's incredible. <laughs> that is absolutely yeah. incredible. Yeah, I, I don't for these. We just started getting into multifamily. Um, and so for my multifamily properties, I'll, I'll have a professional property oh, manager, okay. right, um, right. Those, but, mm-hmm. but for the single family houses that I do with the VASH program, I just manage those myself. Okay. Awesome. Awesome, man. Wow. Okay. So, uh, so maybe you've already answered this question. I don't really know, but, but what passions has real estate investing helped you realize in your life? Um, I think, you know, uh, a, a couple, I mean, I, I obviously working with veterans, it kind of came about because I left the military and really just walked away from everything military. Like I was, I was done. Like I was ready to pee out and be ready right. to, you know, get into the civilian side. So I started a, a company with two people who weren't vets, um, and it had no real connection to the veteran community, um, until there was an organization called the bunker, which is a nonprofit, um, that started about four years ago that helps vets start businesses. Um, and I found out about it and I started attending their events and got just huge value from being around other veterans who are also going through the same types of struggles. And I realized I love working with other veterans. Um, and so that's kind of the, what inspired me to start my new company. You know, when I, I sold my old company and my partners um, it, based around helping veterans and working with veterans. Um, and then eventually I, uh, took the role of COO at, at bunker as well. So I get to help other veterans start, start their own businesses. So, um, so it's all kind of been, yeah, I guess my passion is, is helping veterans. And, um, I think, you know, I can do that best, um, through like finance and personal finance. I think that's a big passion of mine. Um, and so, um, so I think that's, you know, real estate's helped me discover that. That's awesome, man. That is absolutely awesome. And that's right. I forgot you are the CEO of Bunker. Um, guys, definitely check that company out. They're doing great things. Uh, we'll have a link to them in the show notes as well. But um, but that's amazing. Oh, goodness. So really, really uh, passionate about helping veterans. And, you know, that definitely hits home for us. Activity passive income, that's what we're all about as well. Yeah. So, so this is... Yeah. Uh, that's, that's great. Awesome. Yeah, I love what you guys are doing. 
Oh man. Well, thank you. And we, we love connecting with other veterans who are doing the same thing, you know, just in, in the different aspect of it all, but that's, that's amazing. So, uh, so where are you going from here? Where, where, what kind of personal goals do you have in mind for your real estate investing career? Um, you know, initially I wanted to build up uh, a portfolio of 24 properties. Um, like I said, if each one cleared four to $500 a month um, of cash flow after all my expenses, obviously you could do the math. Like that's a pretty yeah. sizable <laughs> income um, sure to, to live on. You know, you could, you could live on that the rest of your life and just maintain those properties. But um, it's not uh, super inspiring, <laughs> you know, like hey. once you hit that goal, it's like, okay, so what's next? Um, and so on my path, to, uh, to hitting that goal, I realized, you know, um, we, we could do bigger projects in the multifamily space. Um, okay. and you can ultimately help a lot more people that way too. Um, so Maybe. I've more recently gotten into multifamily. We just bought our first, uh, multifamily property down in, uh, Indianapolis area, um, and plan to continue to buy more of those. Um, and you can just scale, um, to a bigger scale and it's, it's just uh, a bigger game and it's, it's more fun. So, um, so I plan to continue to do that and continue to, to work at the bunker and, uh, help, uh, veteran entrepreneurs. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, yeah, that's great. And there is nothing bad about, you know, having a modest goal of, you know, 20 or so different properties. That's, that's all good. You know, yeah. um, and, and if, if you're listening out there and that's your goal, Hey, by all means go for it. But, um, Absolutely. but you know, once you do get there, right, I'm sure, you know, you might feel like, Hey, I've accomplished this much. Now why not go for more? And I think that's exactly where Kirby's at and you're, uh, you're going to continue to do big things. And so that's, that's exciting. That's really Thanks. exciting. Yeah. Man. I think the key is always to have like your next goal in mind as you're hitting a goal or else you kind of start to flail a little right. bit. You're like, Right. What's next, you know? So. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think I, I think I suffer from that a little bit too. And that might just be, you know, even more so my shiny object syndrome that I suffer from. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if you, if you suffer. Oh yeah. From all, I hear you. I'll like, I'll get to something, I get started on something sometimes. And even before I'm halfway there, I'll already see something that I want to work on next. And it's like, uh, <laughs> I don't know, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um, awesome. Okay. All right, man. So I want to give you a quick plug here on, uh, green, uh, green vet homes, right? So I know you are the CEO of that, but if you also want to talk more about uh, bunker, please, by all means uh, go for both. Cause there'll be links to both <laughs> in this, uh, in the show and you're just, crushing it man so i want to i want to put all the cars out there on the table yeah i appreciate that yeah i think i mean there's three um three places i think that could add value to your your listeners um from my point of view uh so green vet homes is my company um you know you can read more about it on my website uh there's bunker labs which is a national nonprofit that's in 26 different cities right now um and just helps veteran entrepreneurs start businesses, whether it's real estate or any other type of business. Um, it's all free resources. So definitely check out bunkerlabs.org. Um, and then I started a blog that just is like advice that I wish I would have had when I was starting in real estate. Um, and awesome. it's just my name, just Kirby Um, and so you can go there and read, um, 
you know, articles that, that I've written that, uh, that I think, you know, could be helpful to somebody who's starting in real estate. That is awesome, man. Yes, definitely go check out those, uh, those resources there. Um, I mean, needless to say, right, Kirby is killing it in the game and he is passionate about helping other veterans succeed. So you definitely need to link up and, uh, and get connected for sure. Uh, he's the man to do it. Um, absolutely. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you being on the podcast. This is, uh, this has been great. You know, I feel like you're one of those legends out there, you know, that are just kind of like hiding and, you know, we're fortunate to meet you guys. And now that we're getting ourselves out there. And so I need mean, it's, it's you're helpful for us. <laughs> hey, well, it, it's, it's true. You know, I mean, for at least for me, you know, my, my, myself just kind of getting started and I feel so low level right now, but, but I, I, I can't wait till I can get to your point where I can, you know, reach back then and start helping other people out. And so, you know, the more we, the more we put you guys out there, right, the more we can, you know, grow our veteran community and, and we're all gonna, gonna succeed from it. So it's, uh, it's awesome. Um, all right, man. So before I get you out of here, I gotta put you through the bonus round. All right. <laughs> gotta put in, make sure everyone goes through this, but, um, but just to give some advice to our, uh, our listeners out there who haven't started, maybe on the verge of getting started or who have just started and are looking for a little encouragement. Um, yeah. So like, three questions. All right. First one, what is your number one read? Like what book do you recommend uh, those folks to, to read? Uh, you know, we already talked about rich dad, poor dad, I think is great, uh, from mm-hmm. a real estate standpoint. Uh, one that I have read many times and I just reread recently that I love is called the compound effect. Um, and it's written by Darren Hardy. Uh, he was the, the editor of success magazine. Um, and he compiled basically after talking to a ton of successful people, like this theory around, um, you know, compounding these little habits into how how these little habits compound into either success or failure over time and and the impact that they have and it's it's a super powerful book um and it kind of is the cure to that uh shiny object syndrome that you (laughs) oh right Um, you know it, it talks about how if you stick with something for a while and keep you know making these little gains they compound over time and they're like pretty massive success. So, um, I definitely recommend checking that out. Okay, definitely. And I will be checking that out as well because, uh, I definitely need to do something with the shiny objects in your butt. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right. So who is your biggest hero and why? Um, I, I think I, I mean, I was fortunate, uh, growing up, I had three, um, I guess men in my life that kind of taught me what it is, I guess, to be a man, you know, and they were all three very different, but my dad, um, my grandpa, you know, my mom's father and, uh, my high school football coach, um, who actually was probably the reason I got into West Point, um, cause it wasn't my grades. I can tell you that much. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and all three of these guys were just like role models in my life. Um, and, uh, I was just super fortunate to have men like that to teach me, you know, what it is to, to be a man. And so, um, let's say all three of those. 
Awesome. Awesome, man. Hey, uh, I definitely hear you when it comes to the academy. My grades didn't get me in there either. Yeah. <laughs> I went to the prep school as well. So trust me, man, yeah. I know I know the pain. <laughs> you got to find a back door somehow, you know? Yep. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> a graduation. <laughs> yeah. All the same for everybody. Yep. Yep. All right. So, uh, so last question. What nuggets do you have for those who are just getting started? Um, I, I would say, you know, looking back, like when you're first jumping into it, you don't, you know, you, you don't know what to trust, I guess. And so it can be alluring to listen to these complex um, theories and, and these, you know, um, salesmen basically that, that, will talk a big game and they talk about, you know, getting rich quick and all these schemes and stuff that are, you know, you go to any seminar and they're, they're always on sale. And I would just tell people to, you know, it all boils back to the fundamentals of math. Like, you know, like you have to buy something that later you can sell for more and it's going to produce money. Like that's, that's the basics of it. You know, if people talk about, well, you know, there's this scheme where you can invest all this money and, you know, they don't really tell you the tactical, how, how you're, it's going to happen and the, the numbers. I would be very, very weary of that. Um, I think I wasted a lot of time and a lot of um, effort on stuff that looking back now, I, I'd be able to spot right away as just like, it's not real. It's like, um, you know, it, like Warren Buffett always talks about value investing. That's, you know, it's the basics. It's buying something cheaper than what it's worth and something that's going to kick off cash on a monthly basis. He does it with businesses. He says real estate's one of the best way to do that. He just can't do it with billions of dollars. He, you know, he can't get enough real estate to do it with all the money he has. So, so he doesn't really do it with real estate, he does it with businesses, but it's the exact same concept. Buy something, right. it's value investing, buy something that's that's worth more than what you're paying for it and that's going to pay you on a monthly basis and do that. And you're going to find yourself pretty wealthy pretty quickly. Um, but if people are trying to sell you on some type of scheme or some type of get rich quick thing, I would caution you to probably question a lot more ask to see their balance sheet and improve it wow that's awesome that is awesome that's actually definitely uh you know it's funny how simple you can break down that concept into because you're absolutely right you know if you buy something for less than it's worth right you're buying into it with enough equity and as long as it's providing you you know some good monthly cash flow to you know give you a return off of your expense that's great that's that's yeah. perfect. That's the yeah. ideal investment right there. So it's not speculating. It's like you're buying a paycheck. Absolutely, man. Wow. Oh man, Kirby, thank you so much for your time, man. This has been amazing. Um, it, like I said before, I mean, you are a wealth of knowledge, and you know the nuggets that you've given are amazing. What you're doing out there for veterans is also amazing. And, uh, and it's inspiring just talking to you. So I really appreciate your time. Oh, I, I really appreciate you having me on the show. And uh, I uh, look forward to continuing to listen to more episodes. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, I think you've already mentioned on how our listeners can connect with you, uh, both from those uh, 
those three hubs, but is there anything else left that you, you want to say to our guests before you roll? No. Yeah. I think the best way is probably just my personal website, kirbyatwell.com and um, great place to start. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Thanks again. All right. Thanks. Take care. You too. Wow. What an awesome guy. I'm telling you, that was an amazing interview and I am so pumped. Love learning from people. and I love, absolutely love doing this podcast. Guys, really, really glad that you were able to join us. Please make sure you tune in next time. We're going to have some more awesome interviews coming up. Um, Man, we got a lot of other big stuff happening. If you are in the Hampton Roads area next week, make sure you hit us up at our meetup. It's going on at the Keegan's Irish Pub in Town Center, 1930 or 730 for you non-military types out there. It's going to be great. Also, we've got an ebook that we are launching. It is Military House Hacking 2.0. It's amazing, and you're not going to want to miss it. We've got so much big things happening, guys, and you want to make sure you're tapped in. Hit us up at www.activedutypassiveincome.com. Check out our Facebook, check out our Instagram, and connect with us because we want to hear from you. All right, y'all, I'm out of time. Catch you later.